Hey, it's Cam. Welcome back to another episode of This Might Be Helpful, and I sincerely hope that it is. Before we dive into today's episode, I would like to tell you about another helpful thing, which is the helpful community. If you enjoy this podcast, you like what I do here, and you would like to engage with more of this content and take an active role in its creation, then come over to the This Might Be Helpful community and make yourself known. This is a place where we do live streams and hangouts, have extra bonus content, speak my thoughts without a filter, and connect to you. Because I personally would like to draw upon the infinite wisdom that comes from the collective and the collective comes in community. And that's where this is happening. So if that sounds like it vibes with where you are in your journey, then come and connect, network with a bunch of creative, curious, expansive minds, take part in this content and see what kind of value we have here. So I'd love to see you there. Without further ado, let's dive in. And we are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of This Might Be Helpful, and I sincerely hope that it is. I'm going to start today's episode off with a statement and a story and see where we go from there. Your thoughts should have a witness. Loneliness and confusion and uncertainty and just the feelings of lostness come when we are only trying to figure out the mind from within the mind. But the problem with that is that we are still using thoughts, language, words to dissect and analyze something that is an energetic foundation. And we interpret and we perceive and we understand through words. We create concepts that help to separate reality into bits and pieces and chunks that we can digest and work with because that allows us to operate on this earthly plane. Like separation and duality is kind of the deal with this dimension that we're in. And even having a quote awakening or some kind of transcendence, some kind of increased awareness that exposes you to non-duality, the, the real oneness of everything, that unification doesn't extricate you or reduce your responsibility of showing up in duality, of showing up in this separate space. And it brings me to a discussion that I had with a client, and it was such a, a brilliant breakthrough, and it's changed the way that I'm interacting with this camera right now. And in an effort to understand what was going on in her own mind, the thoughts, the sensations, the feelings, she decided to just speak to herself through the camera and the phone. And it seems simple on the surface, but the key part of that was that she's speaking to herself. Now, I have gone on what feels like a spiritual journey in the realm of content creation and this process of discovering my voice at the same time that it is opened up to influence from hundreds of thousands of other voices. I went into content creation not to get to know myself, but because I was curious and I was interested. And through the process of creation, I am getting to know myself because 
to create sustainably is to have questions asked of yourself, questions about who you are and what you're doing, what you're speaking about, what you believe in, what this process of creation is, who it is for. And I've been getting to know myself through a mediated filter, right? Like it's not me speaking into the camera to then watch myself and get to know myself. It's me speaking into the camera for some entirely different or perceived different intention to educate, to connect, to motivate and empower all of that good stuff. And getting to know myself through this process is like how, how much of me is changed by my perception of what you perceive of me. Cause the truth is that I do all of this pretty much alone. Of course I'm surrounded by everyone and I am the combination of everything, but in terms of actively writing and creating and doing this is by myself. And so to have a witness to those thoughts is to have validation to those thoughts, which feels good, of course. But there comes a point when if you want to continue doing what you're doing sustainably, you need to be able to go back to why you started creating in the first place, the free flow nature, the raw expression. It's your own interpretation of reality, not with the expectation or demand that it is right, that it is correct, but that it is the way that you see it. To share that is a joy. To create is a joy. When validation from the external comes into that, it can dominate that creative process to where you shift from intrinsic motivation. I do this because it feels good. And that in itself is enough of a reason to continue doing it to an extrinsic motiv motivation that can easily morph into an obligation. This thing that was freeing and liberating to begin with can morph into a prison, a creative prison. Because what works one day is easy to work again and again, but if we rely always on what worked, then we inhibit ourselves from flowing into what will work, what will be the next iteration of what you're doing. And so this creative practice, this creative process, you do get to know yourself, but there's a, it's an indirect process because of course I can't know what you perceive of me. If I think about what you're thinking about me, I'm only thinking about myself, but with the illusion of a, another party. Whereas this client speaking to herself in the camera, looking herself in the eyes, seeing the shifts in the facial expressions and the micro movements, getting those thoughts out, allowing them to come to the surface because that is how we elicit clarity. That is the direct approach. It's the direct approach to the self, to self-awareness, to expansion. Like you want to know who you are, talk to yourself, record it, and you can play it back. And that's a confronting experience for a lot of people. Uh, there are many that would shiver at the notion of staring a camera in the eye and hearing themselves speak back. But it offers a great opportunity to get to know yourself. And the other fascinating aspect of this is that how often do 
we speak when we are not encouraged to by another person's presence? How, how often do we speak without needing to speak? I say this because who we express ourselves to be is who we think we are. We have a notion of who we are in our head when we're alone, but we can never see the whole picture. We can never grasp the entirety of what we are. Well, unless we slip into non-duality and presence and let the barriers dissolve. But what I'm trying to get at here is that through speaking and eliciting words and clarity, we gain more understanding of what is going on in the inside because things need to be pulled to the surface. It's not all just sitting there. Speaking your way towards sense can take time. It can take weeks, months, years, ideas that kind of make sense and we try to apply them, but they don't really fit. They don't really resonate. And then one day down the road, it clicks in a totally different way and not in a way that it maybe was even meant, but your interpretation of it, something that makes it meaningful to you through this process, you get to know yourself, but it means that every single one of those conversations, those moments where you spoke, where you allowed yourself to emerge were conditional that self emerged because of that person's presence, because of the role you might play in that relationship. And so we know ourselves only through our connection to those around us. And when our thoughts have no witness, we feel alone. We can be surrounded by people, but if we don't think that they understand, then we feel alone, isolated. And because those words that need to come out, they need to get out. We have a, a stopper over that. It's just pressure and turmoil, entropy, a system that cannot handle the energy that is within it. It needs to come out. So it makes me think if we only know ourselves through the connection and interaction with others, that provides a point of relativity. So we only know ourselves relative to them, relative to our perception of others. But if you speak to yourself and you have an outlet, some form of expression, and you allow those words to come to the surface, you find that you start to get to know yourself on a really truthful basis. And it's much simpler than I might be alluding to. It's not like a catalyst for transcendence and finally the thing that activates our potential, but it's an important part because the more of ourselves we can allow to come to the surface, the more we can be who we are. And that takes practice. It takes practice to be you because there are so many things that can get in the way of that. And it could be said that who we are is, is what we are in any given moment. And there's an aspect of that, but who we are is also something that has been thrust onto us. We emerged into existence, came into experience and downloaded that, kept downloading that all the way until, I don't know, sometimes never, but maybe now, maybe sometime in your recent history, you've realized that things don't need to be the way that they've been, that you can be more than what you thought you could be, that there's possibility beyond what the eyes can see. And that's when the real questions begin. Like, is this the right path? And that is a funny notion because you can choose a path or the path. 
choosing a path is something that's laid out. There's markers on the trail and a clear path of travel, so to speak. But the path is unknown, hasn't been taken yet. It's your path. And if you don't know where to start, if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know where you're going, then it's likely you are on the path. And that's something that unfolds as you create it. It's something that you can only know in hindsight once it has been created. And even then, what you know in hindsight is a matter of perspective. Because we can look back on the past through a lens of shame, a lens of guilt, a lens of melancholic nostalgia, or we can look back on the path as life, as experience, as the path. So the path is something that is only really known in hindsight, and even then it's only a fraction of what it was because we are perceiving it, and perception is limited. But that path is more unified, more of a constant than we think. The path is where everyone that's ever diverged has gone. It's what they've taken. And the path is full of confusion and cognitive dissonance and doubt and uncertainty and fear. But the path is, the path is you. The path is you and being you takes practice. It's a daily practice letting go and accepting and questioning to go on the path, to choose the path is to continue refining and honing and amplifying your interpretation of reality. And that, my friends, in a society founded upon conformity is an act of bravery. And the timid will call you crazy. They will call that bravery crazy. But that doesn't matter. That's okay. They're just late. You do you. You brave little creative son of a bitch. Get it? Yes. All right. Well, glad I got whatever that was off my chest.